Thursday of the Lord's Supper. Let us pray. Loving God, you show us by example how to love others. Today, as we celebrate Holy Thursday, we remember when you washed the feet of your disciples. Give us the strength to wash each other's feet, not only in the ritual moment of today, but in all moments of our lives. May we as a family recommit ourselves to the service of others. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. During supper, fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God, Jesus rose from supper and took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter, who said, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, 
What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. Simon Peter said to him, Master, then not only my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus said to him, Whoever has bathed has no need except to have his feet washed, for he is clean all over. So you are clean, but not all. For he knew who would betray him. For this reason, he said, Not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and put his garments back on and reclined at table again, he said to them, Do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I, therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should also do. The opening of Charles Dickens' novel, A Tale of Two Cities, is justly famous for its evocation of the contradictory effects of the French Revolution. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the season of hope. It was the winter of despair. I think Dickens' words could be easily applied to the era in which we live. 
experiencing a global pandemic with multitudes infected by a virus for which we have no vaccines, targeted therapies, or remedies, with many of those infected dying, unable to breathe, with our social relationships strained, with our health systems strained to the breaking point, with our nation's borders shut, it would be tempting to say that these are the worst of times. Millions of our fellow citizens have lost employment, been furloughed or fired, and though there is promise of financial help, both governmental and private sector, no one knows how long the economic crisis will continue or what its long-term effects will be. Millions of our children have had their education disrupted and will not participate, at least this year, in the great milestone marking their accomplishments, graduation, and the festivities surrounding graduation. And for millions attempting to live as people of faith, we have been able, been unable to gather for corporate worship except through the grace of social media. It truly seems that these are the worst of times. Yet perhaps surprisingly, I think it is also true that these are the best of times. We are constantly reminded that we are all in this together. A communitarian response to disaster that challenges our rampant individualism. Our medical care personnel, doctors, nurses, and support staff prove, them, prove themselves heroes every day as they battle to care for the afflicted, frequently risking their own lives in the light of inadequate protective equipment. Those charged with maintaining essential services, from truckers to those sanitizing and stocking our stores, step up to their tasks every day serving as best they can the needs of their fellow citizens. Journalists continue to report the news, scary though it may be. Musicians continue to lift our spirits with concerts broadcast from their homes. And counselors offer advice on how to face the challenges of contemporary living. These are also the best of times, because we experience love in action challenging the dominion of death. This Holy Thursday we recall that Jesus too lived in the best of times and the worst of times. John's Gospel presents Jesus handing over his last will and testament to those who had accompanied him, accompanied him through his public ministry during the last Passover meal of his earthly existence. It was the best of times, since it seemed that most of Jesus' friends caught a clue of what his devotion to his Abba God's way of life would cost him, and them, and still wanted to align themselves with his vision and values. It was the worst of times, since a member of their band, Judas, turned traitor to that vision. It was the best of times, since Jesus gave everything that he was and stood for over to his friends as they shared their fellowship meal of freedom. It was the worst of times, since what Jesus enacted in symbolic form, that he would be torn apart to nurture the life of humanity 
as bread is ripped to feed the hungry, would be fulfilled the following day on the wood of the cross. It was the best of times. Since Jesus gave a model of loving servanthood in washing his disciples' feet, and it was the worst of times, since the disciple on whom Jesus placed his leadership hopes vacillated in accepting Jesus' model, seemingly oblivious to its deeper meaning, that if the one who was their true teacher and Lord washed their feet, so must they do for one another, so must their lives be marked by humble service. So the question tonight is, how will we live Jesus' vision and values in these worst of times so that they may become the best of times through God's grace? Confident that Jesus Christ hears our prayer, let us offer our petitions with open hearts. For all who serve in our church, may they follow the example of Christ and uphold the dignity of all people. For all who serve in our community and country, may they work for the good of all people, especially people who are poor and relegated to the margins of society. For all who serve others every day, especially parents, guardians, teachers, coaches, and all who practice selflessness and self-gift, may they find comfort and hope knowing that their actions make a difference to so many. For all gathered here, in person and in spirit, May we live lives of service to God and others, even when it is difficult or requires extra effort. Gathering these prayers together, as well as those we hold in the silence of our hearts, let us sing in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Loving God, we praise you in a special way today as we celebrate Holy Thursday. Be with us as we continue our journey through Holy Week that we may more closely align our lives with yours, knowing our call to serve others, following the example you gave. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Thank you for praying with us during these holy days. We'd like to thank Father Michael Jonkis for offering the reflection you heard. 
The prayer texts were written by John Kyler and are published by Liturgical Press. We'd also like to thank St. Catherine University for making these Triduum Prayer series episodes possible. For more information, including links to the music you heard, visit our website at openyourhymnal.com.